Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, however, or what time you are listening to us. My name is Rob Kennedy. I am your host of the Molten Fantasy Podcast and coach manager extraordinaire of the Delicious Raviolis. And I'm sitting here with two of my co-hosts, great friends, and absolute statistician legends. Hello, Mickey Dell. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I am the owner, the manager of the 2023 version of Mixed pigs. How are we all? He absolutely is. We are well. We are very well now. We wait in anticipation. We set him a task to come up with a little bit of an intro. He's having a swig for those who aren't watching us on YouTube. Justin Herbie, hello. Ladies and gents, the dynasty has begun. Kanga, kanga, kanga. Roo, roo, roo. Clarko's disciples. Here to chat with you, you, you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for everybody at home. That is brilliant. Oh. It is so bad, it's good. It is so bad, it's good. It is so bad, it's good. Oh. Now, I'm just going to give a shout out to everyone who is listening along. We have made a pact to each other for this episode, especially that this is the one that we're going to come in most comfortable, most relaxed, most unscripted. Other than the fact that this is probably the one that you should listen to more than anything, mm-hmm. not only for the fact that we may go absolutely off the rails, but we are going to talk about the must-have players in your team. So the time that we decided to go most casual is probably the one that everybody should be listening to. But we're going to go down and have a look at the list of highest percentage owned, and I'm going to ask a clear question to the boys. Is it a must-have? Is it a must-watch? Or is it a... It's definitely a no for me, dog. It's definitely a no for me, dog. I'm intrigued to see what the boys have to come up with. So we're going to dive right in because we've got quite a bit to talk about. Let's start with the number one owned defender, 
Everyone's had a little bit of banter with me about that one. I rate this guy extremely highly, but he is 45% owned at the moment, which is huge. At $502,000, Nick Dacos from Collingwood. Justin, we'll start with you. Must have, must watch, or is it a no from you, dog? It's a must have from me. We've, we've spoke about this in previous pods, but I think that he will explode this year um, going into the midfield full time. Um, you'll probably see Pendles go back and, and do that role that Nick did last year. And, um, yeah, I think that he could he could be top three or even win the Brownlow this year. That's how hard I am on him. Yeah, it's a, it's a must-have for me as well. Um, when we're talking about someone with the Dacos name, you know you're talking about someone special. And we have mentioned in previous podcasts that it doesn't necessarily mean that if he's the best player on the team, he's going to be the best super coach scorer. But when we're talking about someone who's – He's had a few pre-seasons under, his, pre-seasons under his belt now. He accumulates a lot of the ball. He's as fit as he's ever been. You hear the chirp out of Collingwood that this bloke is a superstar. At 500000 as a midfielder, but in Supercoach World, he's a back. He could get you massive points and potentially, as Justin said, finish as a top 10 player this year. He's definitely a must-have. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. He's, he's a must-watch for me, only because of the balance of my side at the moment. And, and I've talked about it, and there's probably a post or a podcast that I do by myself to to fix my side ever since the announcement that Christian Salem, with the issues that he has going on, that's really thrown my team out of whack um, at the moment, monetary-wise. But if, if someone finds a way to slot him in at D3, I think that is a fantastic back line. He's a gun to beat your D3. So, mm-hmm. yeah, must-watch for me, only because he's not in my team, but I can understand why he's sitting on that 45%. We move down. We've got about three sort of rookie price players here, and we start with the first one. He's actually a second-year player but was injured last year. So he still sits at 123900 He's at 42% owned. He's defensive dual position mid. Campbell Chester at West Coast. We'll start with you, Mickey Dell. Must have, must watch. He's, he's, he's a must have for me as well. He's got that dual position status. So he's he's, got, he's going to generate you money, like regardless of whether he's on your field or on your bench. Um, if he plays, you pick him. He's had that year already in the system. So he's got that year up on the rookies coming in. And we'll talk about Gibney later. But when we're talking about that dual position status and you've got injuries in your side, these are the types of players that are key to you fielding or a 50 or a 60 versus getting a zero next to your name. So for me, it's a must-have. Yeah, I'll agree. It's a must-have just for the cash cow um, thing. I think that he's really, really cheap and he should get a good run of it, especially early on. So um, a must-have just to make a bit of coin and obviously just see how he goes throughout the year. Yeah, no doubt a must-have for me as well. Definitely a cash cow. I, I don't know much about – I know he's been in the system for a year, but he did do the injury pretty short in preseason. so how much he actually got out of that first year in the system. But being around the boys, understanding each other better, definitely definitely plays its dividends. And Mickey Dell, you know all about that stuff. So mm-hmm. He's a must-have. He, he's a must-have. He's probably someone that you might even throw on your bench in the midfield and just be able to do a little bit of a switcheroo. So yep. no-brainer for me. This one's a bit of an interesting one. In a, in a stack sign, he's at 42%. He's at 123,900 as well, rookie uh, at Brisbane, Darcy Wilmot. Herbie, your thoughts? Yeah, I think at that price, he's a must-have. Uh, I've heard that he's had a huge preseason. Um, he's killing it off that half-back line. So um, he will be fighting for a spot with a, not with another guy that we're going to talk about, um, Connor McKenna. Uh, but I think just that he's just 
at that price point, 123, that's pretty much the cheapest that you can get. Um, they really, really rate him up at Brisbane, and I think that he's going to get plenty of chances. He, he, I'm pretty sure he debuted in the finals, was it, um, last year, and he did quite well. So, um, yeah, at that price point, with his potential and with how much they rate him, you got to have him, at least for a cash cow. Yeah, for me, it's a must-watch. Um, I agree with a lot of things that Justin did say, but when you're looking at a back line that has the likes of Daniel Rich, Caden Coleman, Dane Zorko, who's been trialled as a half-back flanker, and then you've got your bigs, you've got Marcus Adams, Harris Andrews, Darcy Gardner. Um, unfortunately, there's only so many positions on the field that this bloke can play. He did debut in the finals and played well. He averaged over 70. So at 123, he is very, very cheap. So you've got to weigh up whether you're going to be patient, place him on your bench and wait for him to play this year if he doesn't get picked or if he play if he gets picked round one, you put him straight in. So it's a must watch, but I will say if he's in your if he's in their team round one, pick him. Yeah, no, good shout. He's a must-have for me, but I see exactly why you're saying must-have. That that makes perfect sense. I, I don't need to repeat your words. I, I agree with what both of you have said, so spot on as per usual. Um, we move down the list. We have another West Coast player coming up, a higher drafted rookie, top 10 rookie, defensive mid as well at 42%. So he's at higher price at that 171-300. Um, Ruben Ginby, Herbs, must-have, must-watch. Where's he at? Yeah, I think he's a must-have just at that price. He's going to get all the chances at West Coast because West Coast will, will struggle this year. Um, and, yeah, just at that price point, I think he's a must-have. I think most people will have him in, have him in their team. Um, and he's a bit of a point of difference too for them because, I mean, you look at his height. He's at 189 centimetres. He's a big boy. Um, I don't know if they've got too many other players who, who really play like him. Um, so for me, he's a must-have. Yep, must-have for me too. Similar build to Elliot Yo. Um, he's an inside bull. He's been playing with their ones in match simulation, you know, uh, playing alongside Tim Kelly, Elliot Yo, Luke Shuey, who's been trolled down back, um, Andrew Gaff, you know, these blokes who are all seasoned footballers to, to teach him his craft. When you're getting compared to Oliver or Clayton Oliver, sorry, this early in your career, you know that people have high hopes for you. And given the year West Coast had last year, I don't think they're going to waste any time by getting this bloke in. So, yeah, must have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think out of the first six or seven or so, for me, he's actually probably the highest of the must-haves in my opinion. Um, I think it's an absolute no-brainer with what they're saying about this guy and what he's going to bring to the team. So, Spot on. Lock it in. I think everyone who's listening along, lock him in. Lock him away. He's got to be in your team as we as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, number five on the list at 41%, a returning player. Coming back in, was at the Bombers. He's now returned back and he's playing this Brisbane side. He's going to bring a little bit of pace. 41%, 167,500. Connor McKenna. Mickey Dell, where are you going with him? I'm a must-watch. Uh, only being an Essendon fan, love the way he used to play. Disappointed he's not coming back to us. But he's had so long out of the game. I, I understand that Gaelic footy is very similar to our game, but at the same time, it's very different. So you've got to give these people time to adapt. Um, and again, with a stacked um, back line that Brisbane have, I believe that he's only being brought in for insurance if they get injuries. Um, so it's a must-watch for me. 
I'll go myself with McKenna. Um, I think that Gaelic footy is pretty much the exact same as, as Aussie rules and his intuition and his um, like skill that he brings over is all just, I don't know how you say it. It's just inbuilt. I feel like it's just in him. Right. So you see, like, you see what he does on the footy field. Like he kicks it to himself. He does all these weird things and he brings a lot of dash as well off that half back line, um, which Brisbane don't have any off really. Um, like who have you got from the Brisbane half back line? Who's giving you that type of dash and that type of, um, like point of difference. I I'd see rich at half back and I see Rob looking at me very, very weird. So I think he's going to um, give me some. Coleman. Uh, yeah. Coleman. Kitty Coleman. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm don't get me Kenna. wrong. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, don't get me wrong. You can't go wrong with multiple dash, but that's got right. some dash. Well, when McKenna has like a sad type of dash where he just no, he takes does. people. No, on, spot on. Right? Spot on. So right. it's it's a different it's different. So it's like if you give the ball to McKenna, he can just run a hundred meters, take on six players, and he's just gone. And does Brisbane have that? The only other player probably like that in the AFL is Saad, right? So I think they'll definitely want to trial him and just see how it goes because it gives them a bit. A uh, bit of difference, and in the last couple mm-hmm. of years, they've just been a bit stagnant, you know. So um, you'd want to like get something in there, whether whether McKenna just runs off half back, just you know does crazy balls into the forward line, just creates hecticness, and 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 it can just be a bit of a different game style for Brisbane. But I think that he'll get every opportunity, um, especially at the start, and I don't think he'll miss a beat. No way. I will add just no, one think- more bit, Robbie. Yeah, yeah when he mate. was playing full time with Essendon. So for the four or five years that he was there, the maximum he averaged was 70. So if you do pick him and he, he does play, as Justin's alluding to, he's not going to be a, a massive point scorer. He may go quite big occasionally, but don't expect the world out of him. I don't think, I think he's going big. I think, I think he's just I think he's just for that that price point. I mean, he's, yeah. he's real cheap. <clears throat> I think more than ever, I think more than ever this year, the balance for everybody is there are 50-plus players sitting there that you know are going to make you cash. The problem is you can't pick them all. That's right. You have to make sure you score some points at the same time. So you can sit there and play the cash game all you want. You can. It depends what you want to do. Maybe we have a podcast on this as we move forward, which is are you in this to win your league or are you in this to win the whole thing and really actually get the biggest score? Because if you're just in it to win your league – great. Maybe play the cash game for a little while and, and hope you sneak a couple of wins somewhere and then all of a sudden you do your upgrades at the right time and just all of a sudden kill everybody. Great. But every be aware everybody's going to play that game. So if you don't pick some primos to start or pick some scorers, you, you're going to drop off the pack a little bit too much and you're going to play catch up. You only get two trades every week and you, you've got to wait till they get to their cash peak before you make the change at the same time. So I think it's a really good point. Um, to be aware, everybody, as well, we're going to do a um, – I think Justin mentioned it there, a bit of a POD or a point of difference. It's going to be our next podcast, which is actually really talking about those players that are not in those high percentage, so a bit of an opposite to what we're doing here, giving everyone that opportunity to start talking about what is that balance, who are the must-haves, and who are those ones that I maybe want to throw in to have that point of difference to really knock everybody out of the water. And, mm-hmm. and those are the differences between winning and losing, in my opinion. But we move on. I think everything you guys said there was spot on with McKenna is an interesting watch. And in some cases, I can definitely see why he's a must-have. 
Um, we get into some uh, players that we've known, and we know these names for a while. So sitting at 40%, 337,000 has had injury-riddled seasons. We move from someone who was at Brisbane and now at West Coast, Elliot Yo. Uh, we'll start with you, Dell. What do you reckon? Yeah, I remember watching him when he was at Brisbane, and it looked like he ran with two left feet. <laughs> the the bloke looked borderline like he, he didn't know what he was doing, but he's turned himself into a really good footballer. Um, it's been um, pretty ordinary to see that he's been crippled with injuries over the last few years, but when he's up and about, he is up there with one of the better inside mids in the comp. His tackling pressure, his ability to get the ball to the outside, and he's run both ways too. Um, he's quite efficient, so he's a must-have. Yeah, for me, he's a must-watch. Him and players like Cripps, they, they really scare me just with their injury history. Um, and I also feel like Elliot Yo has, has had the worst of it um, just with injuries the last couple of years. So I'd love to see him get back to his best. Um, but for me, he's a must-watch just because I see more money in those lower uh, those lower price players to be made, then risking it a little bit with um, with Elliot Yo. Uh, so yeah, for me, he's a must watch. For me, it's if he's fit come round one, and I hear nothing but good things about him not being on any restrictions and haven't been for a while. With the amount of mid-price maniacs that I think are absolute quality in both midfield and forward line, I've currently got him sitting as my D3 because that allows me to splash a lot of cash in some other areas. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm sitting at the moment. That's how I've kind of fixed the Christian Salem approach at the moment. I did have both. I had Salem and Yo, and now I've just decided to put Yo at D3. It's a, it's a risky move, but I'm just waiting to see what happens and then go from there because if he plays at his potential... He's big point scorer and cash at the same time. So, mm-hmm. and it's allowed me, and we'll talk about it forward when we when we get to some of those cash cows and, and mid price maniacs in the other lines. But yeah, he's a he's, so therefore he's a must have if you hear nothing but fitness out of him. But of course he's a he's a risk. He's a risk for injuries. One of your favourites, Mickey Dell. Oh, oh no, I wanted to say this might be yours and my era, Mickey. I don't know about Justin, but when you talked about two left feet, for me, Elliot Yo looks like Ducky from the Land Before Time. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, the little, yeah, the little dinosaur, yeah. the little ducky. If anyone else knows what I'm doing, please give us a shout out on Twitter. Jump yeah. on all our social media platforms at Molten Fantasy Sport. I'm going to put up a, a lookalike photo between Ducky and Elliot Yo, and let me know what you think. Anyways, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of your faves, Dell. So I'll start yeah. with you, and I think the answer is pretty easy here. He's at 38. percent He's at 604,000. So we're now getting into a primo here. I'm probably one of the Best fantasy players going around from Geelong, Tom Stewart. Yeah, love him. Pick him, must have. Uh, I won't go too much into it, but his intercept marking ability, it's a big point scorer. Um, His ability to rebound from 50. um, He's just a a really, really smart footballer. Um, To come from where he has, you know, playing senior footy in Geelong, doing the hard yards to get his way into the AFL, and then to learn his craft the way he has. yeah, he's an unbelievable talent. And not just that, like, I think he's in the top 10 backmen in the comp, but with point scorers, I, he was top five, I think, for backs last year. So, yeah, he's he's locked and loaded, lads. Yeah, for me, he's a must-watch. I agree with everything you said there, Mick. Um, it's just that I can only really afford two of the top 
maybe five, and I've gone Thistley and Doherty. Um, so, yeah, I I don't think you can go, go wrong with any of them, to be honest. It's just more like a personal preference. So I see Sicily as someone who's like a lock for me, especially with how bad Hawthorne are going to be this year, Rob. And, uh, and Doherty getting some midfield minutes as well. So um, I just see them all as equals, and um, mm. it's just a personal preference to see what you what you personally like. I reckon you took the words right out of my mouth. I think we need like another category for him, which is the you can't go wrong. Like he's not in my mm. team, but I'm not going to tell someone he's not a, a not a must have. It's like a you can't go wrong. Um, he just doesn't fit. Yeah, I, mate, I'm probably going to just repeat what you said. He doesn't fit my personal preference, but I can see why everybody would pick this guy. He's an absolute gun, especially when it comes to super coach. He's nearly your sort of must have in super coach over your fantasy. Because sometimes in fantasy, he doesn't actually get that many disposals and things like that. You really rely on him getting 10, 11, 12 marks. Where here, those like eight to six to eight intercept marks are worth so much more. So, yeah, he's, he's nearly borderline a must-have in Supercoach. And, yeah, I can see why people have him for sure. Uh-huh. It, this one's an interesting one. 117,300. Um, Kanga, 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 Roo, Roo, Roo. You might know a little bit more about him. I might be wrong. Did he come from North Melbourne? Corey Wagner? Was he from North? Where'd they pick him up from? He's at Frio now. Yeah. Was he at North? I think he was, he was at, on North list, wasn't he? I think he was on North list last, but he was. Uh, I might be wrong, but I think he was drafted by the D's. I think you're right. Okay. Yep. Yep. So he's at Frio now. One hundred seventeen thousand three hundred thirty-six percent have picked him. He's got the defensive mid tag on him as well. Um, who wants to jump in, Herbs? Have you got any thoughts on him? I've got not many thoughts on him. I think he's a must-watch because um, just because he's injured at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I'm not as high on him as, as everybody else. Everybody seems to think that um, he's going to explode this year, um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't really see it. Like it's a really quality side in Fremantle, and I, I don't see him just slotting in like most people are saying that he will. Um, so he, for me, he's a must-watch. Obviously, if he plays. Round one, just see how he goes. But, yeah, he's a must-watch. Definitely not a lock for me. Yeah, he's he's um, he's a must-watch for me now too, lads. Um, and this is why, like, I really like the idea of us doing this podcast to give listeners a bit of an idea as to how we think but also how the clubs are, are shaping at the moment and how they're uh, shaping their teams. So he's a mature-age person that's come in from the VFL and played some bloody good footy at Port Melbourne the last few years. Um, so in terms of rookies, he's probably as prepared as anyone to come into the AFL system and have an impact straight away. Does he come straight into a Fremantle side with their back line as solid as what it is? You've got to add Jaeger, O'Meara and the likes to the mids. Um, their forward craft is very good, very fast with Walters and Frederick and the likes. If he gets picked, yes, you you put him in, but I'm not so sure he gets a gig straight away. So he's a must-watch. Yeah, everything I'm hearing is he's ready to go, absolutely ready to go. But is he in their absolute best 22? I don't think he is. So for me, it would be a – and I would also say don't panic pick. If you see him picked in that first round, don't panic pick. I want to see him get those couple of rounds – and it wouldn't, I wouldn't, he'd be the kind of one that I don't bring in until I know that price is going to change mm-hmm. after that next game he's picked. 
So for me, it would be don't panic pick. Don't bring him in because he could very easily be out after one week if someone else fits back into that best 22. So be aware, price changes are very different in Supercoach, everybody, to uh, to fantasy. So sometimes you just got to wait and not panic pick until that price change is going to set in. So, yeah, that's that's my space on that one. Um, we move on. Um, Primo, you mentioned he's in your side. Tell us why. 26%, 624,700. He's the second highest price forward, if I'm correct. James Sisley at Hawthorne. Herbie, you've got him in your team. Tell us what. I think for me, he's first picked because he's someone I love to hate um, because he's so good. Like, he kills us every time he plays us with just his intercept marking. And he's really arrogant as well, which, which yeah, I, I, I love it, but I hate it as well as an opposition uh, supporter. So... Um, I think he takes another step up, and I think Hawks will be worse this year as well, so the ball's going to be down there a lot. I think he will not play uh, wing or on ball like some people are saying that he will. Um, Like his best position is down back and intercept marking. He'll get plenty of chances because Hawks will get blown out by 150 to 200 every week. So, yeah, first pick for me. I love that. He's a flog of a bloke, isn't he? I love it when his bottom lip hits the ground. But he was in my team and now he's gone. And I'll explain to you why. So as we've explained in in previous episodes, I have been a a senior footy coach of some pretty high-level competition in um, country Victoria. And I believe with Hawthorne as bad as what everyone's projecting them to be and with how good he is behind the ball, he'll get tagged. He'll get a forward tag put on him or him being a back, so opposition forwards will tag him and try and uh, move him away from the ball or opposition will try to kick it to areas where he isn't and try and clear lines. So I think at that price, it's a must watch. As Rob said before, you don't panic pick, but don't be surprised if his price comes right back to around the 500,000 area before he increases again. Yeah, one, I'm, I'm 100% on that same thing, which is 100% he's a must-watch. Um, I don't agree with the whole just because if they're going to get belted, which they're not going to get belted, and I'll throw a bet out in a second, but um, if a team's going to get belted, the defenders actually don't get the footy. It comes in easily to the forwards. The forwards know how to kick goals. It's uh-huh. intercept markers and probably what makes Tom Stewart so good. Yes, he knows how to read the play. Yes, he knows how to put himself in the right spots, but it's the pressure up the ground that forces the rush kick. But if a team's getting belted, that ball's just coming in, hitting a forward on the lead. They know what they're doing. They're spacing that forward line. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, but, mate, 150 you, you picked a time. For anyone that's watching this on YouTube, saw me just bite into my delicious garlic bread when I nearly choked on it with 150 points slogging there from delicious. Justin Heavy. The bolter bet going out to you, mate, is Hawthorne will once again finish higher than North Melbourne. Oh, oh I'll take that. I'll take that any other week. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Is it going to be another? Is it going to be another NBA jersey? Hold on, you will take that bet any day of the week because you took it last year and how'd that go for you? Oh, well, we didn't have uh, anyway. We didn't have the king last year, so that's okay. We'll give out a shout out to our mate Damo as well, who's listening on. Who uh, I think we took a bet with him, and uh, I think he had the Hawks finishing bottom four. I took that. Rob Kennedy ended up finishing well with a nice little Caruso jersey, 100 bucks. It was a good year for Rob. Thanks, Hawks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, anyways, we move on, guys. Uh, we'll move into our we'll move into our midfield now. I sort of I'm going to go to 
I'm going to go to an article I found that had it instead of going off the app itself because we're only going to talk about the midfielders that don't have dual position and what their sort of percentage is. But I would like to give a little bit of a shout-out. Anyone who wants to come along and play us in our Supercoach League, mm-hmm. this is the best opportunity to get on and follow along. Our AFL Supercoach League number is 237-113. That number again, 237-113. Anyone who's been following us at Molten Fantasy Sportscast know that we have Nathan and Maddie, who are also talking about our NRL experts as well. They have their own league code as well. So if you're into that other weird game that makes absolutely no sense to me and looks like it actually requires no skill whatsoever just to throw a ball backwards and run, but um, their league code is four five one eight four zero four five one eight four zero to jump in the NRL Supercoach League as well. And I think it's probably a really nice time to give a shout-out to anyone who has been listening along. We've had heaps of yeah. followers. We've actually been inundated with and, and kind of humbled by how many people have kind of watched us on YouTube, made comments on Twitter. Thank you so much. Like, we just did this as a bit of fun, and it's yeah. been really great to see people jump on. So we'll continue to keep pumping out the content. We'll keep trying to make it the best we can, um, and hopefully we'll give you some uh, real reasons to jump on us with all our teams sort of being in that top 200 for sure. We need someone decent, or not even if you're decent, just anyone jumping that NRL comp because those blokes are cocky as you wouldn't believe. They think they've already got it wrapped up. So as Rob said before, jump in their lead code, uh, play it back 30 seconds, um, or give them a shout-out when I'm finished here, Robbie. They they think they've got it home and hosed. Old mate Nathan, Matty O, geez, they're cocky. Especially so, Matty O. As, that that yeah, bloke's uh, absolutely. just... Yeah, he's... he's Tell you what, if he, even if they're a sport that I know nothing about, they're pretty good. I actually find them quite funny. Like, they're, they're not oh, too they, they are good. Them. I will give them a little bit of a plug. But, but like, you know, even they're... I think I'm going to finish top two... Even I think I can finish top 200 with what they're throwing out. And yeah. I'm... I'm still looking for Billy Slater to be able to put in my team. That's about as much as I know about the NRL. So. Is, is Wally Lewis free? <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your thoughts, though? I know, you know what? Maybe we'll mark this point here, and I'm sorry for everyone if we divulge, but people did say to make sure that we have a bit of casual conversation as well. State of origin. It's the only thing I'm jealous about when it comes to the NRL. State of origin is phenomenal in the NRL. I even went to it live here in WA and watched the game. That passion, they nearly love playing for Queensland or New South Wales more than they do love playing for their club. And I reckon winning State of Origin, they're more passionate about than winning their premiership. Thoughts? 100%. Yeah. Just the fact that you've got 13 meatheads or however many on one side and 13 (laughs) meatheads on the other side. They kick the ball in the air. Some bloke catches it, chucks it to another bloke, and it's like thickest bloke wins. You know, like, uh, honestly, just... hey, I don't know how this sport is a sport. Honestly, uh, it's a great sport, but I don't know how it's a sport because you know what they do. Like everyone says, I should have played rugby, right? Because I'm a bigger guy. But all they do, man, is all they do is just get the ball and they just crash into packs, right? And I'm like, man, you guys are insane. Like, there's none of this. Like, they're insane. They football. are insane. They're absolutely you insane. See, uh... Oh, you see AFL and they just like. You know, I try to do the things that they do in AFL with sidesteps and little things like that. But at, at the end of the day, I just grab the ball, just put on my boot, kick it 50 metres, right? So these NRL blokes, they're just, they're just nuts. I don't know. They, they're, they're on another level of something. Stop calling, stop calling it football. Days. Stop calling it football as well when you put it on your foot one every, like, 
10 plays or something. Go away. Turn it up. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back in. Let's get back into the game we love, the true Australian game, the only Australian game, Australian rules football. Anyways, we move into our – so we'll move into our midfielders, boys. But uh, all jokes aside, jump on and have a listen to their podcast. It is actually quite funny. Matty O'Brien knows how to sink back a couple of a couple of tinnies as well. He's pretty good. Uh, we move into our midfielders, guys, and I've, I've sort of got the list here. Uh, Non-dual position midfielders, this is. Sitting right at the top, 67%. It's a bit of a no-brainer. He's at 202,800 because he was the uh, early pick in the draft. Uh, Will Ashcroft. Mickey Dell? Yeah, I'm picking him. Yeah, all the hype, they reckon he's just flying on the track. Just There's some blokes that have that natural ability to find the ball and some blokes don't. When you, you've got a combination of that, athleticism, um, the, the coach is all about him. You, he's said it already in the media that he's firming for round one. So I think at that price, he, he's going to climb two or 300000 So as well as getting good prices... This is someone that you may be able to hold until the buy. You don't have to trade him straight away. So, yeah, for me, it's a must-have. Yeah, must-have for me as well. He's uh, in the category of blokes that were supposed to be in North's next premiership uh, with Sir Nick Dacos. There's another one, but I can't I can't remember him. Um, but, yeah, I'm Jason very Bond disappointed. No, 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 don't talk about him. I don't know that guy's name. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's he, he's one that's just too naturally gifted. He's been in their system for a few years, so obviously he's highly rated by them. Um, and I think that I think they'll just have a look at what happened with Nick Dacos last year um, and try to emulate that and probably try to get him off halfback, hopefully, um, mm. with some stints in the middle or, or maybe the wing as well. So... He's going to get every chance to play. He'll play a lot. He'll make you a lot of money. He's just if you don't pick him, you're just 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 close the app, delete it, and just just don't look at your phone because you shouldn't play this uh, super coach if you're not picking Will Ashcroft. Yeah, he's the number one owned player in the competition at sixty seven percent at the moment. It kind of makes me feel like people just sort of create a team and obviously haven't finished a team because surely he's surely he's in, in like everybody's team who's yeah. actually playing the game. Uh, we move on number two, forty nine percent, so a huge number as well. We'll start with you, Mister Kanga. Uh, Will Phillips, he's sitting at one hundred fifty eight thousand three hundred. What do you know? What can you tell us? And uh, is he a must have? He's a must have for sure. I think he's like I said he, before. He's highly rated by. North Melbourne. He was actually interviewed by Clarko um, in his draft year by the Hawks. And Clarko was really, really high on him as well. So um, he's going to get all the opportunities in the world this year, um, hopefully on ball or even at half back with Taron Thomas future uh, in the air. We don't know what's going to happen with him. So Clarko wants some good ball users and he wants people using it well. So Will Phillips, for me, is a lock. Um, and, yeah, he could have a really, really big breakout year. And he could lead the Kangaroos to top eight or top four. Maybe the premiership. <laughs> uh, for me, he's a must-have too. He's, uh, he had a good preseason last year before being struck down with glandular fever. And they were talking pretty highly about him last year. So you think about someone that's been in the AFL system for 12 months, you know, they've got their diet right. He certainly looks like a bloke that looks after himself. He's firing on the track. He's playing with their one side or their A side. He's getting game time, albeit 
um, intra-club games with the likes of Cunnington, Simkin beside him. So you know they're looking at him to, to take on a predominant role with the midfield. Um, so, yeah, I'll cut it short and say must-have. Yeah, no, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he's a must-have for sure. Uh, we move on. Uh, the second-highest-priced player at 699800 Clayton Oliver is sitting on 46% owned. Mickey Dell, what's your thoughts here? Is he must-have, must-watch, or uh, it's a no from me, dog? Yeah, boys, I um I copped a bit of shit when um, we went through our first um, midfield podcast and I said at 699, he had the ability to go higher. I'm sticking by it. You know, I, I think that he's going to climb. He's a must-have. You've got Max Gorn, you've got Brody Grundy, two of the best, you know, or the top five tap ruckmen in the competition. And we'll get into other players from Melbourne that I believe will be pods this year, but with his natural ability to rack up the ball, his inside work, the plays he has on the outside, he's even started to add the element to his game of finishing. He's kicked a few goals last year as well. Um, he's a must-have. Yeah, for me, he's a must-watch, uh, only because I have to be pick between him, uh, Lockie Neal, and Took Miller, and I picked Lockie Neal. I think with Clayton Oliver, like I, I think Melbourne have a big year, um, but I'm just too worried about like Petrarca, Viney, um, and then another one who I really, really rate high is Brayshaw. Um, so I'm just worried about them taking it a little bit off him, um, and for that price point, no one's coming near Lockie um, at, in the Brisbane side. Maybe Will Ashcroft, who knows? Uh, but he's a bit raw. So yeah, for me at that price point, it's just a must watch. Uh, but I'll be going with Lockie Neal. For me, he fits into the Tom Stewart type mould, which is like I can understand why you have him. Like it's it's not a bad thing. For me, though, in my team, like I was talking about, I've spread the cash a little bit when it comes to some of these other positions. So for me, in that mid M7 and mid-8 is Ashcroft and Phillips. So I actually go quite deep in my midfield. Uh, Warple sitting at my mid uh, sorry, my mid seven, one, two, three, four, five. Sorry, my mid six is Warple. So I'm really spreading the cash out a bit, and I've got quite a deep, deep midfield. So I can't quite afford that cash, but I can see if you've got the cash, you can't go wrong with Clayton Oliver. I think he's going to be a quality footballer who puts up consistent numbers every week. So, yep, and see why people have done it. Mm. And uh, yeah, put him in your side if you've got the cash. Absolutely. Sure. That being said, that being said, if you've got the cash, I'm picking Rory Laird over him. If you've got the cash, I'm picking Rory Laird. If you're going for scores, I think Rory Laird will score more than Clayton Oliver this year. That's just my call. Anyways, um, I don't know if you two wanted to comment on that one. I've sort of just cut you off and just ended with that. That's a big call, Robbie. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I think Petrarca's the one who's going to step up more this year. I think Petrarca's going to have another great year. We'll probably bring him up in the the next podcast when we talk about PODs. there's, There's something in the back of my brain. That's nearly telling me to take him over, over like a Bontempelli. There's a yep. there's a part of me that's telling me to do it. So I've got we'll, Bontin at my mid one at the moment, but uh, we'll see come round one. So we'll, just, yep. we'll, we'll leave it at here for Rory Laird. Mm. If the coach wants to win, he's priced too high. If they're looking okay. at um, losing games, you know, getting rookies games under their belt and having to put senior players in positions of dominance where they're going to rack up the ball, you get him in. But for a team to be successful, you can't be as heavily reliant on one player as what Adelaide have been the last few years. That's a good shout. 
No, good shout. Uh, who's next on my list? Give me one second. Uh, oh, I mean, these, this is sort of the no-brainer for me as well. It's 47% move from the Orange team over to the Tigers with a bit of the transformation that they're going through to put themselves back in premiership contention. He's at 40. Let me have a look at the actual. Yeah, 47%, and he's at 332,000. Uh, for me, this guy is an absolute mid price maniac if i dare say so uh what's your thoughts guys on jacob hopper yeah i'm picking him yep all australian mid uh average in the 90s for three years uh you could tell that something was a bit off last year with the way the orange team were playing um in in a good system with a lot of good players around him playing at a club that he wants to be at that average will raise it back up to high 90s, low 100s. So that's going to get you a couple of hundred thousand in cash generation, even if you don't keep him. So, yeah, he's a must-have for me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, he's a must-have for me as well. Uh, I'm not entirely sold that he'll go that high as what you said, Mirk. Um, mm-hmm. but just from a cash point of view, he's a must-have. Yeah, I think he's just that lock in the midfield for me, and he's that lock position with the price tag that he's at. I, I also don't think he's going to be some huge booming player. I think he's the type of player that he will get traded out at some point. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the one that you're keeping your season. But for me, this jingle, and this one is for him. He is an absolute mid-price maniac, and we'll have a little bit of mid-price maniacs throughout the season to see how our mid-price maniacs went, and hopefully we're playing that tune for your maniac, and we'll uh, we'll probably have a little segment just on that because they are the guys who win us the big bucks, but Jacob Hopper is definitely leading the way when it comes to mid-price maniacs. This guy is an absolute primo. I know, Herbie, you put him in your team. Um, I think he's the one that everybody just loves. Uh, kind of, I think everybody wishes he won the Brown. I saw Tom Barras pick his, his uh, $20 midfield thing on the Channel 7 uh, Instagram post today, and he locked him in and actually hoped that this guy won the Brown as well. Took Miller is at 37% picked. He's 662400 Tell us why he's in your side and a must-have, Herbie. Sell it to me. Come on. He's not in my side, Rob. I thought you had, I thought you had him and Neil. Was it no, Delhi? No. Delhi, do you have him? Oh, I have it was him. Delhi. Yeah. Oh, Delhi's got him. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Delhi. Delhi used to. Sorry, guys. Delhi. See, oh. we said unscripted. We said unscripted, guys. All right. And maybe the Canadian club is starting to kick in a little yeah. bit. There's a strong pour. Mickey Dell, tell yeah. us why he's a must-have in your side. Have, 
have you seen pictures of this guy in the preseason? He makes the Hulk look small. This guy is built like the proverbial house. He runs both ways. He runs all day. He gets a shit ton of the ball. He's the leader of the Gold Coast Suns that will have their first finals taste this year, which is my bolter moment. Um, even if he does lose a little bit of cash, like he has consistently performed at a very high level for Supercoach uh, players for the last couple of years. Um, and I believe he's only going to get better. He'll end up top three mids for the year, so must have for me. Yeah, for me, he's a must-watch. It's like what I said before with Clayton Oliver. Uh, they're all – you can't go wrong with any of them in that price range. It's no. just that I don't believe in Took as much as I believe in Lockie. So um, I think Brisbane's going to have a really, really big year. So Took, uh-huh. um, uh, while I love him – I'm um, picking Lockie over here. Sorry, brother. Yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with Tuk Tuk. I reckon he's a great player, so I can see why people put him in. I think it just comes down to a cash balance. Um, so, yeah, absolutely can see why people put him in. For me, it's just I'm not spending that much money on my on my first mid, but, yeah, absolute weapon. Um, guys, I'm going to push on a little bit here. So I'm going to put a few players together because I want to make sure the listeners here – who the must-haves are, especially when it comes to sort of price ranges. So we've finalised the last 10 out. I'm going to put three together. One still in that primo but lower rank. So uh-huh. you've got Tom Mitchell, Marcus Bontempelli, and Jack Steele, ranging from 528,000, 639, and 604. Let's start with those three. Who's your who's your must have? And I just want to point out, McDell, you've dropped two S bombs tonight. So three strikes, mate, and you're out. Um and it's probably three strikes for the whole pod, so we better keep it clean. Yeah, we better. <laughs> who's your must have, uh, must watch, or what's your kind of take on those three? Tommy Mitchell, who's now at Collingwood, uh Marcus Bontempelli, Jack Steele. Uh Bontempelli, uh, as you pointed out in the previous podcast, does play better without Dunkley. So for me, that's a must-watch at that price. Tommy Mitchell will make you money, but given Collingwood's game plan, um, I've reconsidered, and I'm a must-watch there again. I think he will make you money. Do I think he'll be at the upper echelon of players this year? Probably not. Um, Jack Steele, for me, is a must-have. He's tackling pressure. He is St Kilda's number one inside ball. He regularly gets high numbers, both with disposals and tackles. And we all know Ross Lyon's game plan. He likes to keep it in and, you know, like an inside type of game and flood back and help out the back line. And with a player like him, I don't think he can go wrong. So he's a must-have. Yeah, I'll keep it short and simple. Uh, I think Jack Steele is right up there with Will Ashcroft with just your must-haves for Supercoach 2023. Uh, just because he's the man at St Kilda, um, similar to Lockie Neal, at Brisbane, he puts them on their shoulders. And if St. Kilda's going to go anywhere this year, um, and Ross will really have a, you know, a point to prove, then Jack Steele's the man to do it. I don't see anybody else really in that midfield who can take anything away from him because yeah. it's not that good. It's just him. Yeah, I, I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised he's at 19% still. He, he's he's that must-have for me at that price with the numbers that can he, he can put up. 
Um, I reckon he's right up there with the Clayton Oliver types that mm -hmm. with his money is an absolute no-brainer. I will ask this question because I know this gets talked about a lot on Twitter. Okay, he's also a high price. I'm as it not a high price. He's also the same price. I'm actually trying to find his percentage at the moment, and I will find it. It's seventeen percent. So, Tom Green at GWS. This is a one-word answer from both of you. Tom Green at GWS is seventeen percent owned at five hundred thirty-four thousand six hundred, compared to Tom Mitchell at five twenty-eight. So very similar, but at twenty-seven percent owned. If you had to pick between one of the two, we'll have our first battle royale. Tom Green, Tom Mitchell, Herbie, who? Tom Green. Del? Yeah, I'm picking the bloke that made uh, Freddie Got Fingered a world premiere movie. I'm going with Tommy Green. Uh, hold on. That deserves a soundbite. That's hot. That is a That's bit hot. hot. That's very hot. All right. Yeah. So, Tom Green, it's a, it's an interesting one. So, I've got Tom Green in my team, but it is the one I keep asking myself. Do you go a Brownlee medalist? Do you go a young fellow who's truly on the rise and, and going to have a big role there? So, it's Tom Green for me at the moment as well. So, yep, for everyone else there listening, that's our take at the moment, and we're sticking to it. Um, last two guys, they're on rookie prices, but uh, one got drafted a year ago but didn't get a game, uh, Matty Johnson. At Fremantle at 123. Another one is someone who was on Fremantle's list, um, Connor Blakely, who we know can be an absolute bull in that midfield. They're both at 123,900. They're both at 21% owned. Who's your must have, must watch, or uh, it's a no for me, dog? Where you at, Herbie? I think Matty Johnson is a must watch just because we've got to see if he takes over that wing that Blake Akers has left. Um, we just got to see pretty much who will fit into that role. Um, Connor Blakely, yeah, for me, he's a must, um, a must watch as well. I don't know too much about him, so um, we just got to see how he starts the year. But he, he's cheap, so he's a mm. must watch. He is cheap. <laughs> um, both a must watch for me. I think, as Justin just said, if Johnson starts on the wing at Fremantle and take over or takes over um, Acres' position out there then he will make you a lot of coin. And big raps, as you'd be aware, Robbie being over in the West, mate, people love him over there. And um, for Connor Blakely, he's an interesting one. So he's gone to the Gold Coast Suns as a mature age player. He's got his AFL ready. So if they want that specific type of play, whether it's someone to rotate onto the ball or play off a halfback, I don't rate his skills to the point where you'd lock him for the whole season. But if he's going to make you a couple hundred grand, put him in. So we're watching those two players. But if they're playing round one, I'm picking them. Yeah, Maddie Johnson's a must-watch for me. But Connor Blakely's a must-have. If he, if he, I've, I've got to have a better look at Gold Coast's side. If he's getting picked in that team, which I think he should be based on who they do have, he's that guy. Yeah, he doesn't have the best kick in the world, but he gets the footy. He's kind of like a Dom Sheed. Mm. Just gets in, gets the footy. And for this genre and this fantasy type, I love those guys who just know how to get the footy and therefore they're going to get you points, which at 123900 I'll take the cash and I will run to the bank. So if he's in, everybody watch that space. If you don't know much about him, get him in your team as an absolute must-have. Um, we move on. Rucks, Rucks should be a little bit quicker here, guys. We're only going to really stick to the higher ones. There's only four guys who are sitting above 30%, and then it drops right down to about 16%. Um, 
I think this one's a no-brainer. We've talked about him. I don't think we're even going to talk about it. I'm just going to answer the question. Nicholas Madden, if you don't have him sitting there, if you're really going for that loophole rule, I must stipulate, if you're playing the loophole game, Nicholas Madden from GWS sits on your bench as your ruckman. He's playing um, their five of their first six rounds are on a Sunday afternoon, which allows you to play that VC loophole role. Yeah. As we get closer to round one to our sort of beginners or, or new to super coach, we'll speak more about that loophole role. And I guarantee before every weekend, we'll be talking about who's your VC, what are you trying to do for that loophole space to make sure you are, you get that double chance at a really good captain score. So we move to the next one. I'm pretty sure you guys are happy with me to move on. Absolutely. Yeah, better get the nod of approval. It's not a Vladimir Putin show. I'll uh, make sure I speak to my people and, and get their vote on this. Um, so I'm just going to look above just for some uh, – <laughs> you never know. You speak the word. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, Anyways, uh, 40%. We've talked about him as well, but for anyone who hasn't listened along, we better make sure we answer as well. Again, if this is your first episode, welcome. Um, Rowan Marshall, 40%. Um, I'm going to have a look on here. He's moved up to 41, actually. He's at 506,500. I've got a really cool stat on his numbers without um, when uh, I've just had an absolute mental blank. Um, Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder isn't playing. Thank you so much. Uh, where's he at for you, Mickey Dell? Must have, must watch, or uh, I'm not even going to say it's a no. Surely isn't a no. He's a, he's a must have for me. And um, for the reasons that you'll explain. Yeah, must, must have for me as well. Uh, I'll fit him into my side just from the stats that you legends have uh, have told me. You've uh, made me backflip a little with uh, my ruck selections. So, Robbie, you can let us know why. Well, I'm just on the phone now, so I just wanted to bring up the graphic, which I'll probably throw up on my Twitter, at RobK underscore FS, if you want to come along and have a little tweet, a little chat with me. Um, in 2022, Rowan Marshall, with, with Paddy Ryder on the field, super coach, 75.8. You might as well give a little plug to AFL Fantasy. It's not the same, but we'll plug it anyway. 78.5. Uh, without Ryder on Supercoach, 109.8. I mean, that is a humongous jump um, from 75.8 to 109.8. I don't think anybody's coming to play that Paddy Ryder-like role. They knew Paddy Ryder was very much a ruck type, which put Rowan Marshall to the forward line. He's going into that ruck. He's playing that main position. I know there's a couple of guys around, but I still think he's going to be scoring those kind of numbers. What I will it's, say, and I'll add to that, around. I'll add to that. When Ross Lyon first coached St Kilda, their ruckman was Jason Blake. Their forwards were Nick Rewalt and Kaczynski. Kaczynski gave him a chop out at times, but they pretty much went with Blake a lot of the time. So Ross Lyon is known for just playing with one ruckman a lot of the time. This has big Uber Premio written all over it. He's nearly a shock factor of why he's only at 41 again. I mm-hmm. think he's just like Jack Steele. We must have, I know St Kilda don't have many members out there, but surely fantasy people know which St Kilda players to pick. So for me, if you don't have Jack Steele and you don't have Rowan Marshall in your side, come and join our Supercoach League because I yep. love winning. I'm just yep. saying. Love it. Love it. Really enjoy it. And as you say, the Hawks aren't going to go too good this year, so I've got to find some wins somewhere. So. Uh, we we get on to our next one, which is uh, Darcy Cameron, 38% ruck forward, uh, 465,900. Uh, Herbie, we'll start with you, mate. Where where does Cameron sort of sit with you? Yeah, he's someone that I'm going to avoid at the start of Supercoach. Uh, I don't know why people are picking him. Uh, I'm really 
just I'm just wondering why everybody's picking him. He's he's at that like thirty eight percent mark. Um, I understand that he's going to take that number one ruck um, and go forward as well, but historically he hasn't been a really big scorer. So if people are seeing something that I can't see, just let me know because I can't see it and I don't think his value um, where he's at. I think there's much better value to be honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not going to go to the extent of saying stay away, but he's definitely a must-watch. You listen to social media's, media is a beautiful thing and they pump up players that they want to pump up. But with Darcy Cameron, he only averaged 75 the last five games of the year. They've already said that they're going to go with Mason Cox to play that dual Ruckman role. And... They've bought out a news article this week which shows a bigger version of Darcy Cameron from what he's been. For those that have watched Darcy Cameron, he's a lot more athletic than your lumbering ruckman. When people get too heavy in those sorts of roles, that's when they do hamstrings, calves and the like. Um, So it's a must-watch bordering on stay away from me. For me, it's a... We talked about this before as well. I know yeah. his numbers were low, but that's when they really put Mason Cox in that ruck mm-hmm. and uh, Darcy Cameron went up forward. I think he moves into that ruck role. I need to go and have a read of that article. That's why we call you the uh, stat man. You know what's going on better than anyone out in Australia that I know of. Um, if he's in that first ruck spot and I know he's getting game time, for me to make 140000 by dropping wits and putting him in, that allows me to possibly, especially if Yo doesn't look as fit, that looks yes. that allows me to take a three hundred thirty-seven thousand in my D three spot and turn that into a you know four seventy. I'm nearly finding a way to get Nick Dacos in at five oh five or whatever it is, and and one day we'll do a bit of a screen share and show what that looks like. So sure. if he's playing that number one ruck spot and I'm comfortable with it, I feel more comfortable having a Nick Dacos in my team than an Elliot Yo. So that's something that I'm going to have to look at and, and we can talk more about that as we go along. But no, valuable points by you all. I think, it's a, I think it's a must watch for everyone. Do not completely round him out and have a look at what that team looks like. The mm-hmm. last one of any probably true value to talk about, and we'll probably leave the others, probably maybe pop more up in your PODs because yeah. they dropped down to 16% from there. Um, Tim English is sitting on 27%. At five hundred and eighty-one thousand, Mickey Dell, you can kick us off this time, mate. Timmy English, must watch. Um, I would love to have him in my team, but I'm getting cold feet by. He's already had issues with a hip and a hamstring. So if you're talking about multiple body parts that he's already struggling with this early in the preseason, without any form of body contact or um, in-game sort of match simulation type stuff. It's a little bit of a concern. So at that price, and as you said earlier, with value elsewhere, it's a must-watch at the moment. I disagree totally with you, Mick. I think he's a must-have. Uh, I think, what's he priced at at the moment? 581. Mm-hmm. Could hit 700. All that high sixes this year. Um, entering his prime, everybody who's a ruckman, um, has injury issues. Look at Nick Nat. Look at, you look at the whole list. They all have injury issues. So um, I think he's entering his prime. Um, the doggies will do better this year than they did last year. Um, and, yeah, 
like I said, he, for me last year, was that vice-captain loophole that I always had, who I was really, really mm-hmm. confident in. Because when he played, he just killed it. And he's only going to get better with his age as well. Um, so I think he's a must-have. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a must-watch for me. Uh, and everyone's starting to get those cold feet too. I think he was sitting up in the 40% and he started to really drop down to that 27. So, But I think if he looks right and he's getting right, there's no way. There's no doubt he can easily be – he could be the high-scoring ruckman this year. No yeah, doubt the way he started last year. Forward lines, guys. Uh, we're pushing into that hour mark. We try to keep this as close to an hour as we can, but we want to give you all the info. We'll probably even look to break some of these up and make them into some smaller podcasts as well. So cheers for listening in, everyone. And um, Obviously, follow us along on uh, at Molten Fantasy Sports. Um, we go to the forwards, sitting 63%, the second highest owned player, uh, Josh Dunkley. Tell us why he's a must-have, Delhi. He's an unbelievable talent when it comes to super coach. So for, for people that watch him, he, he's not the most coordinated bloke in the world, but he tackles, he gets the inside ball. He just has a knack for finding the ball and using it well. He's got that bigger body, and at Brisbane, I think it's going to be to the detriment of, you know, your Lions, your your uh, Zorkos, your Cam Rainers, your Hugh McCluggages. I don't think it'll fight, it'll affect Lockie Neal too much because he's just as good at finding the ball. But with his forward status, we may as well call it now. I believe he'll be the number one scoring forward this year. Yeah, must have for me That's as well. <laughs> that is hot. That is hot. Uh, yeah, must have for me as well. Uh, I think that that doggy's midfield was just stacked with talent and just blokes who really just knew how to use the footy. Um, so I think for him to go up to Brisbane, I think he'll play a little bit more on ball, but he can hit the scoreboard as well. Um, so for that price, well, well, for, for the dual position, uh, for his price, yeah, you can't go wrong with him. So he's a must have. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've got nothing, to, nothing else to add. No brainer for me. Uh, 54%, 178,000, obviously injury riddled last year. Uh, Toby McLean, Herbie. Yeah. Must have for me as well. Um, I think. The bloke that we were just speaking about, he's going to take over his role. Um, he came back from an injury riddle season last year uh, to play in their losing final, <clears throat> and I think he scored nearly 100 super coach points, so he did really, really well. Um, they've got a void there with Dunkley gone, so Toby McLean, he's won as well. I, I don't know how doggies get all of them and they don't win a premiership every year, but he's so clean um, with the ball. Um, and I think he could have a huge year for that price point. It's ridiculous for him to be at that price. It, it's called. It's called. They don't have a backline. That's, That's why. Right. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, they got they got absolute stars all over the place. But they've got to work out their defence. Along along with Geelong, the Western Bulldogs are one of the best scoring teams in the comp. So when you look at the likes of Bontempelli, McRae, um, English, Liberatore. You know, you, you might think that, geez, is two or three Western Bulldogs players too much to have in my side. But with the way they score and the way they play, it's not. So when you're talking about someone like Toby McLean, who I believe he'll play on a wing and occasionally run through the midfield, and at that price, 
you got to remember, two or three years ago, this guy was averaging mid nineties, so he's he's a must have. Yeah, that price tag, he's an absolute lock. You spot on. I love that stat there, Deli. There's no doubt that he can't score those 80s, 90s again. And what the price that he's at, he's a no-brainer. So, again, if you don't have him in your team, you don't have Dunkley, take a good hard look in the mirror and uh, and then go and open up your laptop or your phone and uh, put them in your team. Um, this guy is just like, I mean, I can't be any clearer than that. No, you I mean, can't. This, no, you're right. But this, is what we, but this is what we're talking about. We had a joke about it before, but it is about balance. It, it I wouldn't care less. If he's in 100% of teams, I'm still picking him. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's a time and a place to pick a POD, but he's, he's, you just, with what he can produce, it's a no-brainer with that price. Yeah. Um, from uh, from Gold Coast, uh, from GWS as well, moved across, sitting on 49%. Uh, Mr. Taranto himself at 503-100. I think kind of similar to Dunkley, I'm going to assume, most of you. I, I think there could be some hesitations. He's not as good as Dunkley. Let's not get too silly here. But, um, Dell, where have you got him? Must have? Uh, must watch. Um, yeah, I just, like, I'm, I'm big on Hopper. I'm not so big on Taranto, and it's probably to his own detriment that he's almost as good forward as what he is in the midfield. So it's just hard for me to see him lock into one specific role. I think you'll find a lot of it, don't get me wrong, but as often as it has been in the past with Taranto, he's got no issues with finding the ball, but that doesn't accumulate to big numbers in Supercoach. So at the moment, it's a must-watch. So forget price tag. Mm-hmm. You think Hopper will score more than Taranto this year? I believe it's a possibility. Yes. Wow, interesting. Yes. I'm not disagreeing that Taranto definitely uh, agree can be a forward, but we're looking at a team that's already announced that Trent Cotchin's <laughs> going to play forward, mm-hmm. which Kane Corns is quite a funny little plug. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. People, people had a good little rant at him on that one, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind Kane Corns. He, he at least sticks behind what he says. They've got Dusty Martin, who's clearly going to play way more play. forward. I think this yeah. year as well. And I think Shea Bolton takes that similar Cyril-type role, which is going mm-hmm. the forward line and then going the midfield. I think Taranto trumps them all as a midfielder. So you've got Taranto, Hopper, the human meatball in Prestia if he gets himself right with his injuries that he faces. Um, I think he's going to play majority midfield. I think they've got enough guys now that will take that forward role. So for me, he's a must-have. Yeah. I don't know, Her- Herbie, your thoughts there on that, mate? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I was just looking at their squad. They're, they're very, very talented. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that Shea Bolton, I'm really, really high on as well. I was just a little bit worried how Shea and Taranto would fit together. Um, but I also agree with you that I think that um, Taranto will be more on ball and less forward just because they've got you – can, you can just put Shea and Dusty up forward – um, and just let let them wreak havoc. I don't think Cotron will get a game. Um, I think he'll get dropped pretty quickly unless he's playing that halfback role. I don't think he'll be a forward. Uh, I don't think Taranto, he'll yeah. yeah, I think Taranto's a lock just at that price and and the dual yeah. position as well. He's 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 the Dunkley um, of this year who's going to come out and really kill it. Okay. So yeah, I, I think Taranto. Uh, sorry, Hopper is an improvement on Jack Graham that they've already got there. Um, and then when you look at the likes of Prestia, um, Cochin, 
um, the list goes on. I think it's to Taranto's detriment that he is as good as what he is converting as well on top of um, just playing pure mid. So I hope I'm wrong because I quite like watching him play. But that's my fear as as to why I'm putting him as a must-watch at the moment. Good chat. It's good chat. Gives everybody to have a look at. Mm. Gives us some uh, recordings to come back to. But hey, mate, I don't. There's no disagreeing. There's no right or wrong answer. So sure. everyone take that. Take that for what that is. Forty um, percent guys got a rookie price. Got a few games last year. If I'm correct, I'm, I'm not looking deep into it. But Josh Sin at uh, at Port Adelaide. Big big raps on him. Possibly moving up to the wing. Um, uh, Herbie, you can go first this time, mate. Where's Where's Sin sit with you, mate? And I'm talking about the player. <laughs> <laughs> I've thrown him. I've thrown him. Kanga, yeah, kanga, kanga. You have. Yeah, Josh Sin. I watched. Uh, I watched a little bit of him last year or, or whenever he played, um, and I, I quite like him. I think he's got a lot of dash um, in something that Port don't have. Uh, so, and he's really, really young, cheap as well. So there's a reason why everyone has him in, in their side. Um, so if he plays, he's, he's a must-watch because I need him to play. Uh, I'm not going to pick him if he's not playing um, because Port's allegedly got a little bit of talent, um, allegedly. So, yeah, for me, he's a must-watch. I just want to see if he's playing or not because um, I think he has some injury news that has come through in the last two or three weeks as well. Yeah, he's a must-watch for me too. Uh, you're right, he's got the, the red symbol next to his name on Supercoach, so uh, I believe it's a shoulder. I'm not sure how bad it is at the moment. But if he's playing, there were talks early on that he was in line to take over Carl Amon's spot on the wing, was it, when he was there? Um, yep. he's, he's now yep. gone to Hawthorne, hasn't he? Correct, yeah. yeah. So I reckon there's, he yeah, needs to be in our POD chat. I'm pretty sure he's in our POD chat, I reckon, Carl Heyman for yeah. Hawthorne. So um, if he's locked and loaded for that position, we know that that's a high point generator. Um, yeah, if he's fit and he's playing, he's in. So only because of the red tag next to his name on the app is to why he's a must-watch at the moment. Beautiful. All right, two interesting ones coming up here, guys. Um, number six is at 39%. Uh, obviously had injuries last year. Jewel Brownlow medalist to step down as Frio's captain for this season, which wasn't that big of breaking news. I think we had a feeling that was coming this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nat Fife, where does he sit with you, Delhi? Must watch. Um, I think he's going to fall into that key forward role. And what I mean by that is in Supercoach, you can have a week where they score 100 and you can have a week where they score 30. I think Fife's going to be that sort of player this year. So I, I love watching him play. I think he's great. He's been one of my favourites for a long time. But, yeah, he's a, he's a must-watch to see how much midfield time he does get in the preseason. But if he's played as a predominant forward, I'm calling it as to stay away. So before uh, we've mentioned this on previous pods, I had him as a must-watch, but now I think he's a must-have. Um, I think the news that him stepping down as captain will really like rejuvenate him, um, and Freer will be good this year as well. He uh-huh. he won't be forward as much as everyone says. I don't think, um, and he'll have stints in the midfield. He's fit as a fiddle, 
Uh, Freo's going to be good, and he's going to kick a lot of goals, get a lot of disposals. So he's really, really cheap. So get a bargain. <laughs> I feel like I need. To, I feel like I need to grab the little the, the thing. There you go. I had to put that. You can't. You can't make a statement like that. Not to get a little soundbite on there. All right, here's my question to you then. Ben Cunnington at 419,000 or Nat Fife at 313,000? Who scores more? Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Roo, roo, roo. It's Cunnington <laughs> for me. He's going to be locked into the midfield. He's been a big point scorer for a long time now, as has Nate uh, Fife. But if Fife's in that forward role and Cunnington goes back into the middle, they will be better this year, the Kangaroos will be. And alongside LDU, alongside Simkin, they've got some good young talent coming through. I, I expect uh, Cunnington, as a forward as well, to average up around 100, which will put him in the top six forwards of the year. Yeah, he, yeah he's sitting calling... forward, isn't it? Sorry, Robbie. Oh, you go, mate. You go. You go. I've been, uh, I'll pour another Jamison uh, this week. As we uh, as we talk, um, I've been calling for Cunnington to on big footy forums with North Nuffies um, to be a stay at home full forward, just like Dusty was, right? And and pinch hit in the middle, pinch hit in the middle, right? Um, because I, I just feel like he's got a lot of forward craft um, and he wins one on one battles. Uh, just like Dusty did in his prime years, right? So if you ever kick the ball up in the air and you're really, really confident someone's going to win it, I was never as confident as I was with Dusty in those grand final years, right, those premiership years. Um, I want to see it from Cunnington, but I, as much as I say that we're going to win the flag this year, we're not going to – we probably won't. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll take Fife over him because Freo will be better than North by just a little bit. Take a sweep to that. Deli, I know you have a, a coaching background. Have you yep. have you been lucky and blessed enough to coach a premiership at all, mate? Yes, I have. Yes. So anyone who's watching us along on YouTube, I don't want to float my boat. I've been lucky enough to coach a couple of premierships as well. I feel like both you and I reacted very heavily to that, uh, that mm. comment of Cunnington out of full forward. Yeah. With a guy that has the natural ability to get clearances the way that yeah. he does in a side that's trying to rejuvenate and need those kind of leaders to take those tough roles. Uh-huh. For me, he for me, he's that inside midfielder for them this year, 100%. Oh, he, he is tougher Listen. than Mike Tyson. Yeah, Listen absolutely. Here, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've heard that Luke David Uniac uh, can shoulder press a, a 7-11 because he is just <laughs> that good, right? Um, so LDU... Took the reins last year, and even Ben Cunnington said last year was the year the boys took the reins. LDU, Simkin, you got Will Phillips going through there. We got a ton of talented mids. I'm not saying Cunnington's not going to get his go, um, but I see him going a little bit more forward than you boys think. So Thank he lifted much. a 7 11, is that right? Yes, he did. Yes, he that did. That would be what, the, 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 the seven kg on his left hand and the eleven on his right, or which way did he do it? A seven eleven servo. He lifted one. That's Dez and Troy, it. mate. I get it. I get it. 
<laughs> Just wondering I know, if you I'm got not, it. I don't know. I don't know if you got it. Or... I know Perth's a little bit behind. We've started to get a couple of seven yeah. elevens over here, but I did grow up in Victoria. Let's not forget. So it's uh, it's all right. I, I've got you. I've got you. Um, nah, good shout. We 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 move on to the last couple guys. Very aware of time. Um, this is probably the one that we have talked about, and I need a little bit convincing. I don't pick players. I don't know enough to watch too much. He's sitting at 35% in that primo range of 513,000. Uh, Connor Rosie, who wants to who wants to tell me about Connor Rosie and where you where you have him? So towards the end of last year, Port ran him through the midfield, and boy did he show up. He they've for the last couple of years they were playing him as a high half forward. Um, sort of like in a Robbie Gray type of mould. Um, and then towards the back end of last year, um, Rosie, Butters, Wines, Boak really developed some chemistry there. Now, I think you'll find that um, once we go to Justin for his comments, um, he averaged well over 100 towards the back end of the year. So, um, yeah, for me, he's in my side and he's a must-have. Yeah, he's a must-have for me as well. I think he's extremely uh, talented. Um, and obviously, he started to kill it the end of last year when Port was starting to rise as well. So um, I see him as someone who could take the next step, um, really, really make you a lot of money with where he's at. And just that, just because he's a forward, um, yeah, I, I like him in that position. Wanted to, I wanted to give you a shout out to. I had a good, I had a good tweet on the uh, on the weekend to um, at it at it's a rain man. We had a good little chat. He, I did not pick up on his irony at all. But he's talking about how like the world's changed and how the world's quickly changed in Supercoach land as well. And it was about, and it was very much about how it's changed to so like Butters and Rosia sort of clearly becoming the the people that you can rely on in the forward line. Which I questioned what he was saying, and then I obviously did not pick up on his irony at all. But uh, it was just interesting. So intrigued to see how Rosie goes. Can I ask a question then, Dell? Is so? Are you picking Rosie over Taranto? Is that what your forward line looks like at the moment? From hearing what you're saying, yes, I am. So just going into the stats, um, Rosie averaged twenty five point five possessions towards the back end of last year, and. 109 super coach points. So that would put him as one of the top primos just under Dunkley for me. Interesting. Interesting. No, it's good. I think a lot of people are very similar, hence the percentage that we talk about. Mm. Yeah, here it was. Here he goes. Imagine two years ago thinking Gorn and Darcy would be in under 10% of teams, Grundy, McRae and Neil in under 20% of teams. Uh, a second-year player would be the most selected defender, obviously Nick Dacos, mm-hmm. and our safe options in the forward line include Taranto, Rosie, and Butters. Was like, yeah, was good. That's, that's, a good, that's a good post. shout. Nice. It's a very good post. He, he puts up some good stuff. If anyone's on Twitter, at It's a Rain Man, he actually does put up a lot of very good posts and, and daily posts too, and I can't help but jump in. He, he always tickles my fancy with a very quick question, and I can't help but comment. So uh, big shout-out to him. I know he does listen along. So thanks for being involved. Guys, fantastic show. Um, very casual, which I like, and uh, a lot of information for everybody there. We will try and break some things up a little bit further as we go along. Um, are there any final shout-outs we give? I'll, I'll go to you, Justin. You look like you've got something to, to bust out, I think. Anything to finish, guys? No, I've got nothing. I, I just shout-out the NRL boys, Matteo. And uh, Nathan Brainiac Brains uh, for the NRL Super Coach uh, Potty. 
which is on our podcast uh, channel. So shout out to the boys. Done really well. Um, you're doing a very, very good job in explaining to me how that weird sport works. Thank you very much. Yeah, and for me, just a quick shout out to the uh, the 2K basketball guys. Uh, you'll find them on Twitter at ANZPL2K. Uh, they're coming towards the end of their season and it, it's getting quite hot and uh, for competition and spots into the finals. Um, register your interest through Twitter, please, because uh, they're taking registrations for next season already. So if you think you've got what it takes to compete with the big boys, let them know and uh, have a crack. Beautiful. Love that. And uh, my sign-off tonight is big shout-out to... I'm not going to quite call him the GOAT just yet, but to LeBron James for passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time NBA leading scorer. Massive task. Well done. Shout out to you. Congratulations, LeBron. I'm sure you're listening along. To everyone playing along at home, thank you so much. It's been a fantastic show. Make sure you listen out to our next podcast, which is going to be all about those PODs. If anything, it's another... LeBron James, very good. Thanks for listening along, guys. We'll catch you on our next episode. This has been the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Peace. See ya.